Hi, this is uh, William Smith from CX Today, bringing all the latest customer experience industry news. Uh, today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Andrew Smith of Power Reviews um, to find out a bit about how businesses can take advantage of user-generated content. So, Andrew, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And before we get started, I wonder if you just tell me a little bit about yourself and your role. Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm the VP of Marketing at PowerViews, uh, and PowerViews is a, is a user-generated content company. As I like to say, we provide user-generated content, user-generated uh, UGC technology, um, but also the support to kind of help people really um, optimize their UGC programs as well. Um, so that's PowerViews. We've been around since 2005, um, and, uh, and yeah, we're about a kind of 120 people operation, and we support about 1,000 brands and retailers. Uh, and then myself, I'm obviously not from the US originally. I'm based in Chicago right now, but grew up in the UK, uh, like yourself. Um, but I've been with Paraviews for about 18 months now, and, and I head up the marketing team. Well, awesome. And I want to just start by asking you, what are the key considerations for success for any business that's kind of seeking to take advantage of user-generated content? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question. Um, you know, first off, I would say, you know, you really can't win in e-commerce without user-generated content. And increasingly, you can't win offline in-store as well because shoppers are um, looking at that, looking at looking at ratings and reviews before they even get in-store. So um, it's a really, really important factor uh, during the kind of online uh, customer journey. Uh, and why is that? It's because when uh, a customer hits a, hits a product page, um, they're looking for reasons to buy that product and things uh, and way, you know, consideration uh, points to, to, to assess the, the value of that product. So um, if you think like, what, what, why, what is the point of rating and review? It's really to provide buyer confidence to someone who's shopping online and like I say, increasingly shopping in store as well. Um, so that's the first thing to note. And I would say for any company who wants to kind of make the most of their ratings and reviews program or user content program, there are really kind of three main elements to it. Uh, the first is collecting the content. So you need to be, so there's a few components to this, right? Uh, volume's important, but recency is important as well. So we've done a ton of research on this uh, and we, we've we found that sort of 71% of consumers consider recency when reading reviews. Um, so, you know, for, for, for companies looking to looking to run a ratings, good ratings and reviews program, um, that's really important. You need constant a uh, constant source of fresh review content. Um, and also just volume. So, you know, the same survey that we did, 68% said that in an ideal world, a uh, product would have, would have 26 or more reviews. Um, so that's something uh, companies really need to think about. Like, how are you going to generate the sort of volumes that are really, is really going to make an impact? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, there, there, are, there are a few mechanisms you can use to do that. And we can, we can totally dig into those in a little bit, if you like. Um, but the collection is important. The display is important as well. So, like, how are you displaying it? Um, like, for example, the kind of most innovative companies are probably like personalizing their review displays to ensure that the right sort of review content is served, uh, depending on the buyer. Um, right. So that that's a key. Amount. And then the, the third part, which is something we're increasingly seeing is the an, an analysis perspective, right? So analyzing all that review content that comes in. Typically, uh, when it comes to kind of consumer insight, uh, companies have relied on surveys and that sort of thing or maybe even focus groups which tend to be really expensive uh what they haven't really done is really make use of the review content from an analytics perspective a kind of customer insight perspective when you think there's kind of a real kind of gold mine of data in there that just hasn't been utilized up to now but increasingly we're seeing companies looking to do that so yeah i'd say it's three main elements 
Well, and you mentioned uh, kind of data there. I wonder what, what kind of insights and, and data about customers can ratings and reviews generate that perhaps um, c- companies can't get in, in other ways? Yeah, I think, well, there's two, there's two elements, right, really. Um, the one is the optimization of the actual UGC program. So it's understanding how um, customers actually interact with the review content on their path to purchase, if, if, if you like, yeah. um, and then optimizing for that. So, you know, for example, um, in any kind of review display, um, there, are, there are a number of different components and, you know, we offer a, a lot, lot of different options when it comes to review display. For example, like probably a really simple one to understand is like a search bar. So um, consumers can search review content for specific keywords or something. So understanding, uh, you know, how many people search, what people search for, that's really important in terms of like understanding whether that's a useful, useful uh, feature to, to have in your review display. Uh, and then also understanding like what what consumers are looking for from a kind of product perspective. And really that kind of brings me to the second component, which is understanding product experience. So using it more as a kind of consumer insight in a traditional kind of, you know, consumer survey type way, if you like. Um, but really understanding um, how consumers uh, like interact with a product, how they want, how, you know, their product experience, how that can be improved, but also how the product's messaged. Is it messaged in a way that um, consumers then get a product they expect? And should that be adjusted throughout the kind of marketing uh, funnel? Um, mm-hmm. So I'd say it's really two components. One is optimizing the UGC approach in terms of what content you generate and what content you display. Then the other part is the product experience. And if you think as well, it's all publicly available information. So um, in terms of competitor insight, um, there's a lot of competitor insight that you can literally just mine, you know, Amazon, Walmart, Target for us in the US, but, you know, John Lewis, Tesco, whatever in the UK. Um, And you can really kind of get, really get a good understanding of how you stack up against your competition and, 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 and what consumers are looking for in that respect. Well, and you mentioned earlier the kind of the statistics around um, how many reviews it takes to kind of you know build that level of, of trust in, in a review. So, so clearly it has an impact on, on kind of uh, the loyalty of, of a company. What, what do you see as the main benefits of kind of implementing user-generated content um, for companies? Is it kind of all about generating that, that trust? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, at its core, it's um, about letting your customers be your own salespeople, right? right. So... If you think it's the same in any business, like, you know, we try and we're trying to sell our B2B software. It's a lot more powerful, a customer speaking on our behalf uh, than us talking about how great our product is and the value proposition. Um, So really, I think that's it. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's not like a really, really complicated um, form of, you know, consumer information. Um, Yeah. That, that's really what it's about. And, you know, in terms of the, the results and, and, and the kind of uh, main benefits, it's like driving the conversions online, like really increasing the co- conversions. Like we can see from our kind of backend display data that when a consumer interacts with review content, they are much more likely to go on and purchase that item. Um, uh, and then also, like I said, in-store sales. And that's something that's really interesting, the concept of like digitally influenced sales, which I think is something that I'm hearing a lot um particularly from e-commerce teams because they want to they really want to kind of um portray their impact you know um so so that that's something i hear a lot and, and you know that's something we believe definitely happens and um 
you know, excited to get to a point where we can accurately size and measure that. Um, so that's two, two main benefits. It's kind of like the sales impact. I think it really has a big impact on revenue, which you can't always say about um, if, if you're if you're in a kind of B2B tech role, like it's very, very clear ROI from that perspective. Yeah. Um, then also, like I said, the data that comes with it, the consumer insight that comes with it. So I think, you know, if I had to sum up the main benefits, it's, it's, those, it's those kind of, you know, two things, more conversions and then kind of consumer, consumer insight. Mm. Well, and obviously we've been through some kind of tricky times in the past year and a half to, to mm-hmm. two years. I wonder what's your perspective on, um, the, on the pandemic and its kind of impact on news generated content? Has it become more important to give customers that kind of voice? Um, I think, you know, reviews have always been really important um, during the customer journey um, mm. for the, all the reasons we just talked about. But I think what you saw in the pandemic is that um, consumers were buying products they hadn't bought before online. And so they didn't have a kind of established practice of going and buying a specific product online. So they were looking for like um, validation or reasons to buy. Um, and, and I think that's where kind of review, reviews came in and you know, our backend data showed that um, and showed more people were interacting with our review content. And then also a higher percentage of those were actually going on to convert. So, you know, before the pandemic, we were seeing about 4% of review interactors go on and convert. Um, after it was about 5%. So um, I think that speaks to, you know, um, what I just said, which is consumers buying new items that they hadn't bought before online. And typically they might have gone and bought it in store and where they could kind of see and touch it which they can't do online. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I think that is likely the the, the explanation for that. Um, but I think as well, like just reviews and user content more generally has just just becoming more and more a part of the buying experience. It's just like so common practice. I think Amazon's had a big impact on that. Like that's just a kind of normal part of the Amazon buying process. Mm-hmm. Uh, the top reviewed items perform best. And, you know, Amazon leaves away in a lot of things, e-commerce and, I think you know that that just kind of spills over into into all uh, retailers, all brands, etc. Um, so I would say, yeah, consumers are relying on user-generated content more than they were before the pandemic. Um, as far as giving a customers a voice, I, I can't speak to like ser- the, the sort of survey data, but um, and, and whether people are completing surveys more and, and that sort of thing. But um, but yeah, as far as user-generated content goes, we are definitely seeing um, you know higher percentage of consumers interacting with that content before going on to purchase. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and looking to the future, do you kind of expect that trend to, to continue? And what do you see as kind of other more important um, trends for user-generated content? Yeah, I mean, um, I think we're almost at a point where reviews are so uh, transcendent in e-commerce. It's almost like they can't become more um, used by shoppers, honestly. Like, you know, we did a survey and, it, and we we saw that 99.9%, we couldn't actually put 100% because we didn't think it seemed credible, but it came out and 99.9% of consumers looked at reviews before buying buying online. I mean, you can't get really right. more than that. I mean, we did the same survey in 2014, it was 90, 94%. So, you know, like, definitely it's increasing. Um mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it's it's um, I don't think the appetite for user-generated content is going to go away. What I think is maybe you might start seeing more like more relying on different types of forms of user-generated content. So when you think about like images and videos and how like everyone's a videographer, everyone's like a a camera person nowadays. Um, 
everyone's recording everything they do. I think that's probably going to become, I mean, it's already a pretty important part of the, of what, 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 um, brands and retailers are displaying on their sites, but I think it's going to become even more important. So that's, that's one thing. But when I think about like what are more sophisticated content, sophisticated clients are doing, I would say it's that they're analyzing their review content, like I say, because they realize it's a lot more cost effective. Uh, and it, com- it, it, it includes a bunch of uh, really timely and important insights um, that they couldn't, they can't really get from other channels um, as a source of customer intelligence. I mean, that's what we're seeing. We're, we're seeing a huge demand for that from our product, from our uh, from from our customers, and from our from our prospects. Um, I think so. Using it as a form of consumer insight, but also letting data lead the way in terms of how they um, display user-generated content on their sites, what types of user-generated content they collect. Um, I think that's going to be something that we're going to see a lot of. And also just becoming more innovative in the way they collect uh, user-generated content. So if you think the typical uh, thing most companies do to go and get a bunch of review content is they'll email you after you buy a product in the hope that you might review it. Now, that is what we call like an organic review collection methodology. <laughs> the really realistically like the conversion rates on those are not like huge so typically if, if you're looking to launch a new product um you need to have a bunch of review content in place before that product even goes live in some cases so you know how do you do that um to ensure that you kind of get off get off the ground and get selling that product really quickly um and i think you know there's there's two there's two methods that we're seeing one is product sampling, which I mean, is a, is a really established process. I think a lot of people know about that. But also there's a new program uh, that, we're, that we're launching, uh, it'd be remiss of me not, not to mention, um, we're calling it Receipt Review Collect. And we've partnered with a company uh, called Fetch Rewards. Uh, and they have a, basically a bunch of consumer data on what consumers have purchased, you know, in store and offline. Um, and how, how they get that data is they've got 10 million consumers um, who are uploading their receipts every time they go to a store. So uh, we can then, um, you know, cross-tabulate that with the kind of requests we have for reviews, go and ask those uh, customers who have bought those products for that review content. And um, and it's proving pretty successful. That's a way of capturing, you know, reviews from verified buyers who have bought products, not necessarily completely online, but in-store as well. So I think those are kind of the most innovative things we're seeing. Um I, w- I would say in terms of future developments. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for, for sharing your expertise on, on user-generated content. It's been really great to hear from you and, and thank you so much for your time. No worries. I hope that was interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, awesome. If you if you've enjoyed this video, please do share it on, on social media and subscribe to our channel as well. Uh, this has been William Smith for CX Today. Thanks again to Andrew for his insight and uh, thank you for watching. Thanks.